0: All right, good morning. Got a few of you guys having a good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So thank you for uh, uh, braving the, the, the cold rain and uh, you know coming on out and still masking up and getting out here. And those of you who are watching via our live stream, uh, we love you. Uh, we hope you're, you're remaining safe and uh, hope you're going to receive uh, what God's been doing for us already and what he's about to do uh, through his word today. Uh, didn't, didn't JJ and Ryan do good with some Christmas songs today? That's good stuff. So, and yes, it was good to have, uh, I think Kate called him the knoblet of the week. Uh, the knoblet of the week was back with us on keyboards, tickling the ivories. Well, I don't know if it'd be ivory. It's more composite plastic, but, but uh, it's good to have Brendan back from college for a while. Good to have Michael back up here. We've been missing him. So, you got a few folk that love you. <laughs> Actually, that was a slow clap. That's more dramatic. So, that was much more love. Uh, so, everybody happy? Hopefully, you're happy. Man, we're, that's what we're talking about today is joy. Talking about joy. We need to get happy. I know it's been a rough year for some folks, and for some folks have experienced incredible loss this year, horrible loss. But we can be happy. We can be happy. That's a it's a gift that God's given us. We're going to talk about it here in a minute. Uh, but those of you who helped, you know, Kate had mentioned us working with Six Stones and Cross City Church for uh, the Night of Hope event that took place last Tuesday, and and several of you were participants. So thank you so much. We had a we had a lot of volunteers from Gathering Church that help out. And uh, so it was fun because I, I didn't realize how how many of you guys had volunteered until I was there, and then I would see you. And then of course we're all comparing notes because they had us all split up in different sections, you know, so that we could learn how to do stuff. So we were comparing notes, and and you know, Ryan Ryan got there and redesigned their whole traffic flow or something, you know, and and just took charge. But no, we uh, the exciting thing is what we're we're looking at and praying about and intending to handle our own night of hope next year. So can am I free to talk about that? Oh good, okay. All right. Just making sure making sure I wasn't going to do, you know, divulge undecided info. But uh, we're we're looking at since since we're here in the neighborhood and, and what will happen is uh, next year there'll be anywhere from 19 to 25 families from Viridian Elementary that are on the free lunch program. Uh, so they tend to be lower income. Uh, they'll be from the surrounding neighborhoods, and so they'll, they'll bus in or whatnot for the school, but what, what we'll be able to do is extend an invitation, and, and they'll be able to, to show up wherever we're going to host it, uh, whether it's here or up at the school or wherever, and uh, uh, we will actually be able to present them the gospel message. We'll also be able to present them, we'll get, uh, there'll have been a list, uh, a Christmas wish list that their kids get to fill out, and so, so we'll be able to provide uh, the toys and the presents uh, for, the, for the kids, uh, kind of discreetly loaded up for them uh, to, to, so that the kids aren't totally aware of what's going on, uh, as well as some Christmas dinner uh, to load up as well. So uh, to just be able to provide Christmas for a lot of families, uh, but more so be able to provide uh, the good news of Jesus Christ uh, for these folk. And, and uh, it's, it is life-changing. It is uh, impacting and it's also a lot of fun. We all had a blast doing it. So uh, uh, those of you who did it last year, plan on doing it again. Uh, man, that's going to make next. I'm, I'm excited how 2021 is going to end because we're going to get to do a lot of ministry uh, outside of these walls from, from Thanksgiving on. We'll have the turkey drop, you know, with Mission Arlington we always participate in. I'm sure we're going to do Operation Christmas Child. Uh, man, we knocked it out of the park this year for our size group. And then turn right around and be able to do uh, a night of hope and bless a lot of families, man. I, that's I love, love, love all of you guys as, as my church family uh, because we, we may be small in numbers. Uh, we're actually a little bigger than what we are here because we got some folks at home watching. Uh, but we're small in numbers. But, man, God uses us in a mighty way uh, to reach a lot of people. And uh, so that right there should, should get somebody happy. That should get somebody excited. You know, anytime we get to do something for the Lord and make an impact in the kingdom. So, you know, we don't want to just sit there and have church all the time. Man, that can get kind of boring, isn't it, if all we're doing is having church. so. But man, if you get to get out amongst the people, that's really where ministry is, is getting out there and doing the, the kingdom of God. So thank you guys so much for, for participating with that. Uh, joy, man, you know, we, we've, we've had enough tears this year. We've had enough frowns this year. Um, that's why last week I was trying to drop some dad jokes, and uh, I was getting all excited. I thought I was doing good because Michael was up here just dying laughing at me, right? So I'm thinking I'm doing really good, and then I realized he was all hopped up on Percocet <laughs> from his surgery. So it didn't matter what I said; he was gonna You're funny with, without, he was gonna laugh. So, <laughs> so uh, I could have gotten up here and like told the saddest story in the world; he would have been laughing. All right. You know the angel showed up and said, "Behold, I bring you glad tidings of great joy. Glad tidings—that's a—that's a fancy King James way of saying good news. Tidings is just information, news. Glad tidings." And he said he basically said, "I got some good news for you, and man, it's going to make you happy." And he started beginning to tell the shepherds about this baby that was born, that the Word of God was being made flesh. And that's what's going to happen today. The Word of God is going to manifest within our flesh. We get to hear it. We get to chew on it. We get to talk about it. Because Jesus Christ is the Word of God manifested in flesh. And that's ultimately what Christmas is about. about It's about the birth of His Word in your life. And His Word is transformative. His Word... You know you can, you can show up to church your whole life, every Sunday, never miss a Sunday, and never transform, never evolve, never become who he has uh, called you to be. But if you can dive into the word, not just at church, but on a daily basis, somehow get into the word. And in the information age, there's no excuse why we can't be in the word, why we can't study his word, why we can't learn how you know that's why some of you love love studying the word that's that's one neat thing about Paul Paul loves teaching people how to study the word you know and and various methods to study the word on saturday mornings we're having a blast the men are coming over to the dave cave and and getting into the word it took it took us 8 weeks to get through the first chapter of james just cuz we could we man the more we dug the more we found you know and 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 to see see the change that's taking place in some of the men's lives, you know the 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 ladies have been meeting on Tuesdays and and getting into the Word and, and using a book to explore the Word on how how to become gracious women, man the Word can change your life and the Word can bring about joy. That's the wonderful thing about Christmas, it can bring about joy. I don't care if it's a 2020 pandemic year, crazy po- political year, all that. Man, his word remains the same no matter what, and it will fill you with joy. Matter of fact, this is intention today. John chapter 10, verse 10 says this. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came, Jesus is talking about himself. He said, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full Till it overflows. The reason why he came. He said, well, he came so he could save the world. Yes, he did. But we're really bad about, and the way we've preached for many, many years, especially in the American church, is that salvation is all about an afterlife insurance policy. You know? Woo, you got to get saved so you make sure you don't go to hell. You want to go to heaven. Salvation is about changing who we are right now and experiencing the kingdom of God right here, right now. And part of it involves enjoying life. If you're, if, you're a, if you're not enjoying being a Christian, you're doing it wrong. Some of the most miserable people I've ever met claim to be Christian. I don't understand it. If you're not enjoying being a Christian, you're doing it wrong. That doesn't mean you're not going to go through hardship. It doesn't mean you're not going to have heartache and pain and struggle. Matter of fact, Jesus said, you, said as much. He said, hey, in this, in this life, there's going to be trouble. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He's overcome the world. And where does he live? He lives within us. Uh, uh, first, the book of First John says that he who knew no sin became sin so that we who weren't righteous could now become the righteousness or rightedness, the rightness of God in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on to say, hey, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Uh, Paul said it. He said, he said if, if you are in God, if you've been birthed by God, then you overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. So if you simply have faith, if you don't just believe in God, but if you believe God, then you too can overcome the world. So you're going to have hardship no matter what. Matter of fact, if you're not a Christian, you're still going to have hardship. Doesn't matter. We're going to go through rough times, but we can still enjoy life. And that's one reason why he came is to give you joy. Matter of fact, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10 tells us this. Be not grieved and depressed, for the joy of the Lord is your strength and stronghold. That's, now, that's a pretty lofty command. Don't grieve or be depressed. That, you know, there's a difference in mourning. There's going to be th- some things that we go through in life, and we're going to mourn. We'll mourn the pain, the loss but the Bible says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. When you mourn, you leave the door open to actually learn something about God and the comforting that he gives you. Uh, You know, 19 months ago, I mourned some loss in my life and God showed up and comforted me in ways I never knew God. I've been living for God since I was a young boy, but I learned some things about God and dove deeper in him. It was because I was willing to to mourn but not grieve. When you grieve and you're depressed, that becomes stifling. It almost uh, paralyzes you. Your life stops. Uh, matter of fact, if you remember when God took Moses, uh, the people grieved. They were, they were horrified. They were, they were just uh, so heartbroken. Moses was everything to them. He led them out of captivity. He was supposed to lead them into the promised land. And now God took them. And they grieved. The Bible said they grieved for 30, 30 days. And then God said, okay, enough. Don't grieve anymore. As a matter of fact, he told him to get put some food together and have a big feast. Because he was basically trying to communicate: hey, look, I've got Moses, but I still got plans for you. You still have life to live. You still have territory to go conquer. You still have real estate to take over. If you are alive and breathing today, that means that you still have some real estate in the spirit to take over. There's still a mission for your life, there's still a purpose. And every single one of you sitting here or whether you're watching via live stream, if you're alive and kicking today, then you have a perfect record in overcoming challenging days, heartbreaking days, difficult days. You're batting a 1,000. So congratulations. You're all winners. So he says, don't grieve. Don't be depressed. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. We can find a lot of enjoyment in a lot of things in life. But it's all temporal, it's all temporary. But the word of God remains the same, and his joy remains constant. And it's the only thing, everything on earth that we we find enjoyment in, well, they're blessings, but we can't get strength from it. But we can get strength from his joy. So joy comes from him. Joy is not just an emotion, it's a spiritual concept, it's a spiritual manifestation of his goodness and it will give you strength. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. Not only that, have you ever thought that he gets joyful in you operating in your strength and your abilities that he's given you? The joy of our strength comes from his joy, but his joy comes from watching us do what he's created us to do. You know, as a parent, those of you who are parents, you can understand when your kid all of a sudden hits those straight A's, man, you get happy. Or your kid all of a sudden is he's, he's he's doing something that you know that he's been taught to do or he's good at, man, you get joyful. The same thing with the Lord. Romans 14, 17 tells us this. After all, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes, but instead it is righteousness, that state which makes a person acceptable to God, and peace and joy. And the Holy Spirit. In other words, the kingdom of God isn't about what you're getting, what you're not getting, what rules you're following, what rules you're not following. But the kingdom of God is is threefold. It's about righteousness. The word righteousness is rightedness, right? It means now you're thinking right, talking right, acting right, being right, feeling right. It's it's you were crooked, and then the Lord came and straightened you. He righted you through His righteousness. So it's about righteousness. It's about peace. The kingdom of man, living in, living in the kingdom, it's a peaceful place. Matter of fact, that was the last present that Jesus gave before his ascension. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world knows, but I'm going to give you my peace. The peace that passes all understanding. When you should be freaking out about things, yet you're at peace. Many of you have experienced that in life. You've you've suffered great challenges and loss, but in the midst of it, you just have peace. That's the kingdom of God, being alive. And then joy, joy. Man, the kingdom of God should be a joyful place for you to be. You know what the Lord actually showed me this week? I'm gonna gonna confess, and I say it all the time, I'm a a flawed pastor. Uh, The last several weeks have been really challenging uh, with my work schedule and and some things that are taking place at work. And and there are certain things I've allowed to irritate me. <laughs> uh, certain things I've just gotten, gotten mad about, you know. And and uh, sometimes you're going to get angry, but the Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." You know, the word "sin" in the Greek can be translated into missing the mark. You can you can be angry, just don't miss the point, don't miss the mark. And and man, I've been missing the mark. And you know, we've spent eight weeks studying the the, the book of James in the in the the men's Bible study, and, and uh, how, how many understand that sometimes the Lord will let you take a test over what you've been studying, and then it and if you don't, like, pass, you get to take it again, right? And if you still don't pass, you get to take it again, right? So, you know, there's nothing wrong. I got a friend that says that there's nothing wrong with being in the third grade in the spirit if that's where you're at, but if after a while you're the only one shaven in the third grade, it's time to move on. You got to pass that test, right? You got to keep going. And, and yeah, I was the only one shaving in kindergarten the last few weeks, right? So, uh, you know, I, I probably, I, I failed the test probably two weeks in a row. And uh, the Lord finally, I, I, I started studying joy because I knew it was going to be coming up as one of our Advent subjects and, and meditative uh, topics. And the Lord spoke to me last week and showed me this. He said, He said, David, you've allowed all this temporal stuff to irritate you and get you in a foul mood uh, you know, man, I've been so I've been so busy. I don't even have a Christmas tree up right now. Can you believe that? We're like less than two weeks away. First time in my life, I don't have a Christmas tree up. And I don't even know if I want one up right now. I'm so I was in such a foul mood, right? Just being old Grinch, grumpy old man. And all of a sudden, the Lord showed me. He said, "Look, do you realize you, you, all this temporary stuff? This is stuff that you're irritated about. And guess what? A month from now, after the turn of the year, you're not even going to be thinking about it. You're going to have all kind of other stuff you're dealing with." So you're not even going to be worried about this stuff. And yet, here you are getting mad about it and you've let it rob you of the joy that I give you. I make joy possible for you. I supply joy for you because of part of my kingdom. You have allowed little petty things to rob you of a third of the kingdom of God in your life. I felt kind of dumb. Think about it. It would be just like me preparing a brisket, right? I'm going to prepare a brisket for JJ and the Jordan family, right? And I say, look, don't worry about it. I'm going to, I'll smoke it for you. I'm going to show up you're going to eat it. I'm going to provide just like God does for the kingdom of God. He provides the kingdom of God for us. He showed up so that we could have joy, he said. And yet, so I prepare a brisket with all the, i got the right rub going, smoke it for 11 hours or so, drop it off. And J.J.'s going to start carving it for his family, right? And all of a sudden, he gets a phone call. And man, it's such an irritating phone call. And by the time he hangs up, he takes a third of that brisket, chops it off, and just throws it away. That'd be the most ridiculous thing on the planet, to let a phone call rob you of good brisket. And yet, (laughs) look at that. He's already getting dirty looks by the rest of the Jordan family. (laughs) That's right, (laughs) Man, that's right, Z says it's fake news, everyone calm down, let's pretend. <laughs> so, hey, look, all of a sudden he found extra brisket out of nowhere, that tends to happen these days, right? <laughs> all right, now only a few of you got that, and I'll leave that alone. All right, so, uh, so all of a sudden, uh, the Lord showed me, he said, you're taking a third of my kingdom and just throwing it out of your life and not experiencing it, stop. If you're not experiencing joy, if you're letting things rob you of your joy, you're letting it rob you of a third of his kingdom manifesting in your life. And yet we enjoy, we, we encounter joy via the Holy Spirit. How do we get joy? It's, it's, it's a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which, is, which his presence within us accomplishes, is love. Joy, peace, patience means an even temper, forbearance. Whoo! I needed to learn that the last few weeks. Now, I will say, I think I did get out of the third grade or fourth grade or whatever this last week. I think I did pass the test this last week. I did I did pretty well. Kindness, goodness means benevolence. Faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility. Self-control against such things, there is no law. Isn't that awesome? That the evidence or the fruit that the Holy Spirit brings about in our life, which contains joy, it actually contains a third of, of, the, uh, of the kingdom of God, no matter, no matter what local governments say, federal governments say, global governments say, there's not any laws that have been passed against any of this stuff. That's, that's pretty awesome that the kingdom of God can manifest in your life via the Holy Spirit and it supersedes; it transcends man-made law. So joy comes to us via the Holy Holy Spirit. Romans fifteen thirteen. Now I'm listen. I know I'm going through a lot of scripture. I just want to get some. I feel like I got some some uh, uh, glad tidings for you today. Some good news, and the good news comes through His Word. It's, it's some holy information. We're just throwing out there to you. Romans 15, 13, may the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound to be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. So the God of your hope, may he fill you with how much joy? All, yes, thank you, all. And like I say often, what, you know what? You know what the the word all right there means in the Greek? All, All, that's right. It means all joy. Every ounce of joy that he can conjure up, he wants to put in you. And it's accessible to you. How? By your faith, it says. By believing. By your faith. That's where he's had us all year long. He's been moving us from being people who believe in God to people who believe God. And that we learned how to believe Uh, Like Abraham, you remember Abraham, when he had nothing to believe in, his life was not showing him any evidence as to why he should believe the word of God. His life was showing him contrary things to the word of God, yet he still believed the promise that God gave him. So I don't care what I see in life, I'm going to believe what God has told me. And when we can move into that kind of faith, that no matter what's happening in life, but we're just going to trust him at his word, then we can be filled with hope. All joy. That's some cool stuff, man. That's, that's stuff I want to... Do you realize, and I know this goes against some folks' theology that are doing their best to suffer for the Lord. But people of faith should be the happiest people on the planet. Look at this. Galatians 3 and 9. So then those who are people of faith are blessed and made happy and favored by God as partners in fellowship with the believing and trusting Abraham. When you, when you can learn to have faith like he had, like Abraham had, then you're made to be happy. You don't have to get happy. God will make you happy because of your faith. That's a pretty good deal. Hey, I'll take that bargain. So if, if you're not happy, let him make you happy today. You know, I'm not saying that you got to be thrilled about everything in your life. You know, we got to manage some stuff. But man, let's rejoice. Let's get joyful. I double dog dare somebody to get happy in the Lord today, you know? Psalm 1611, you will show me the path of life. Man, I need to have that path. There's a lot of paths we can take this week. I want to take the one that's going to lead to life. In your presence is fullness of joy or complete joy. Where is it at? It's in the presence of God is the presence of God. Hey, it's in you via the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings about joy. Hey, there's no reason why we can't experience joy. Even in the midst of sorrow, you can, ex- you can encounter joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Who sits at the right hand of the Father? Jesus. Woo, man. Some of y'all are timid. like Jesus. And who have you been buried in? Christ. If any man has been been buried in Christ, you have put on Christ. So we exist, we're in Christ. The Bible says that he has seated us in heavenly places with himself. So where, where do you get to sit? At the right hand of the Father with Christ. And what is on the right hand of the Father? Pleasures forevermore, and in His presence is fullness of joy. Man, if you can't get happy over the Word today, you know. Uh, what, what's that, Kate? You said your old pat, your your pastor said if, if that don't if that don't light your fire, your woods. That's right. If that doesn't light your fire, your woods wet. <laughs> we always said if that don't stir your soul, your spoons fell out of your bowl. You know. <laughs> so, man, if you can't get excited knowing that in His presence. There's fullness of joy at his right hand, right where you're sitting. He's got pleasures forevermore. In his presence, where's his presence? Well, sometimes you just got to stop and get rid of the cares of life for a few minutes. That's what helped me this last week. That's how I got out of the fourth grade. When all kind of craziness was going on at work, I would just stop and I would sit. Because his presence is already here. His presence is near. His presence is within. I would stop and sit and be still and know that he is God. Sometimes you just got to stop and be still. Book of James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Just be still. Ah, now I'm back in his presence. I know his presence is here. I was just distracted. Now I'm, I'm acknowledging his presence. Ah, now I can have fullness of joy. And I know I'm sitting at his right hand. And there's some good things he's got for me. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to make it through all the knucklehead stuff going on this week. It's all going to be good. Even in your darkest time, you can encounter it. My mom, I saw her mourn my dad. 19 months later, I saw her grieve my brother. 19 months after my dad passed, my brother passed, unexpectedly. And one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life is when they were marching my family out for my brother's funeral, and... uh, you know, my sister-in-law was like, I, I can't be the first one out. She was, she was heartbroken. She was in shock. Uh, so I had to march. I had to walk with my mom, and I basically had to carry her down the aisle. You know, and we sat down, and she even asked me before we walked out, she goes, how am I going to do this, Dave? And uh, I had no answer. I just said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. And we got down, and, and somewhere in the course of the service, someone began to sing uh, one of my brother's favorite praise songs. He was a praise and worship leader for his church. And uh, someone began to, to sing one of, one of his favorite praise songs. And I watched my mom, who was heartbroken, like it's got to be the worst nightmare in the world. You know, you expect to bury your parents at some point, but no parent ever expects to have to bury a child. So it's not natural. And I watched her stand up. I've never seen her more heartbroken, but I watched her stand up in the midst of that and raise her hands and with tears streaming and a smile on her face, begin to glorify God and begin to thank him for his faithfulness and his goodness and thank him because she knew that her son was in his presence. That's fullness of joy. Was she hurting? Like like beyond words. But was she still joyful? It was there. It was there. That's pure joy. That's why the joy of the Lord is your strength. We're almost done. Woo! Say so finally, the preacher's about to be quiet. James chapter 1, starting with verse 2 and 4. Man, this is what I had to come back to the last few weeks. Consider it wholly joyful. Some translations say pure joy. Consider it pure joy. My brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials, or in any sort, or fall into various temptations, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring about endurance and steadfastness and patience. Now, the 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 word consider it, consider it pure joy. Uh, The King James will say, Count it, count it all joy. But the the word consider there can actually be translated as in decreeing or declaring. So in other words, decree or declare that something is pure joy or holy or perfected joy when you're going through all these rough things. That's pretty wild. Well, what's, what's James having you do? He's having you speak the way God speaks. The Bible says that God calls the things that aren't as though they were and and you are made in the image of God. You have the spirit of the living God living within you if you've asked Jesus into your life. So you have the ability to call something what it's not. So decree it, declare it joy when you're going through some difficult things. The book of Job says you shall decree a thing and it will be established to you so that light so that your path may be illuminated. So so you've got the ability to declare some things in your life as joy, even if it hurts, even if it's not pleasant, even if it's frustrating. Why? Because all that stuff is going to work to perfect you, to make you have endurance, to evolve you. Verse 4 says, But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have play, have full play, and do a thorough work, so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. Wouldn't that be incredible to walk in a place in your personal anointing to where you understand that you don't lack anything because you've got God. And God said, I will provide for your need according to my riches and glory. That means every single one of us have the ability to lack nothing. But in order to get to a place to where you understand it, you got to go through some trials and tests and temptations and endure some things, you know. When you come to Christ, you, you don't sign up to travel on a cruise ship. The old gospel ship is not a cruise ship. It turns out it's a battleship, and you come under a lot of attack. The enemy is not happy when you come to Christ, you know but you get to overcome the world with your faith, and you can still have joy because you know no matter what, if it's good or if it's bad, it's all going to work for good to perfect you. And finally, Acts 20, 24. Let's all stand. Acts 20, 24. But none of these things move me, neither do I esteem my life dear to myself, if only I may finish my course with joy. I don't know what path you got to take this week. I don't know what races you're going to be running this week. But man, I want to challenge you. Whether you're experiencing blessings or you're experiencing the fire, count it all joy and finish well. Finish with joy in your heart because it's Christmas time. If you can be reminded about anything, it's that he showed up so that you can have a lot of life and live it joyously. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your manifest freedom and, and, and the change that comes with your word. If any man be in Christ, he is a... So help us, Father. Help us to transform into who and what you have designed us to be. Remind us of who we are in you and let us experience joy no matter what situation we're in because we don't get joy out of anything on this planet. Joy comes from you and is part of your kingdom. And we thank you in Jesus' name, amen.